Welcome to Unsolicited Views, where we talk about topics that you may or may not give a damn about. It's alcohol, yeah. So this nigga probably got Do ketchup. we really care about our yeah. bodies if we drink alcohol? This, this nigga got ketchup from like 2016. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Nah. <laughs> L- liquor, is, liquor is bad, period. Liquor is not horrible good. for your body. Yeah, it's horrible for your body. Not real wine, depending on what you are. Or real wine. Okay. Yeah. But and too much of it, it's still bad. Too much anything is bad. <laughs> That's 100% true. Yeah. Even too much water. Yeah, drown yourself. Drown your organs. How much water do you gotta drink? Yeah, how much, <laughs> yeah, how much, yeah what's the no, level really. of water you gotta drink to get to that? You know? Yeah, no, I feel like every year it goes up. They be like, oh yeah, eight glasses, 10, 20. I'm like, yo, come on. Global warming. You really got me thinking about this beer now. Yeah, you about to be leaning by the end, you be slurring his words, yeah. That shit ain't got no fizz in there. That shit like apple juice, sure. Oh, it don't have fizz in it when it's uh, good. This shit cheap, yo. It's um, it's aged. It's aged. Aged piss. Aged in a can. But what's good? We back. Another episode of Answers to the Views. We've been out for a little bit. Last week yeah, we had an episode. Been in a minute. Yeah, I forgot how to podcast a little bit, but we back. So we got. What you gonna go by, Ant Anthony? What was? What's the best? That nigga black. Is fine, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so we got. You know, it's Maul, Mel, John, usual suspects in the building, and we got yeah. a special guest. Ant, he's here. I'll let him talk about all of 20 businesses he got. You oh, know, this man got hand a little bit of everything. Yeah, about to say. And go poly. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Oh man! But <laughs> <laughs> well, what's uh? Give us a, your little uh, you know uh, intro real sure. quick, short as you can. I know you can talk probably about it for like an hour or so. I'm Anthony Johnson, aka Entrepreneur, now at the agent. Um, guess my background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I say I'm a jack of all trades, a master of some. I have a couple <laughs> of businesses. Um, one is my accessory business for men and women in magnapels which we manufacture magnetic lapel flowers, pins, and bracelets. I have a nonprofit, uh, particularly geared towards empowering minority business professionals and male men, male enterprise network. And my newest endeavor is the Renaissance Sports Group, uh, a sports agency that I recently am launching so we can take over this sports industry. Congrats, congrats, man. Let's do it. That's big. It's not a lot of representation from us, especially in that world. So, which one was your first business? Like all, the, all your businesses. What's your first That's business? That's a good question. Um, well, what was the first thing you ever sold? Like, did you have a lemonade stand or something like first that? Thing I ever sold. I think I used to sell uh, candy, can, uh, lollipops at the <laughs> middle school. Yo, are there uh, lemonade stands in know, Baltimore, yo? You know, it's not how it's fruit cup stands. <laughs> I ain't seen them. Frozen yeah. cup stands. I went to roller, roller park, and you know, I used to have a little uh, the lollipops that used to be like oh, the, the colors. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh okay. I used to sell them in middle school. Yeah, yep. that was that was like the first time I've been. Yeah, I remember those. That's like my first entrepreneurship. Uh, what was your What was your profit margins on those? I don't even know. <laughs> I think you sold them for a dollar. No, I some money in my pocket. Okay, okay. okay. You could have sold for a dollar as big as them. No, I don't, I don't yeah. even remember. Let me stop. We used to sell a Bubblicious gum. I it was like a four pack. So you'll sell each piece for a quarter. If you think about it, the whole pack, may have cost seventy five cents. It was a oh, yeah, number that, profit. That was money. <laughs> number profit. So, um, your newest endeavor. We're gonna get into that, but I guess first we can do unsolicited view. What you got, Ma? I'm still thinking about it. Come back, yeah. Oh, you always. Yo. I know, yeah. I'm gonna slip me. Yeah, I've been, you know, I've been I was gonna here. bring up. I was um recently. I'm backlogged. So I just got the, uh, LeBron James when he was at his kids' game. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. people was really outraged by LeBron That's like supporting this kid. They were outraged. Yeah. Nah, people were mad. They, they, they were mad. He got. They said he had show off and all yeah. that. To me, I'm like, that's outrageous. He, he fell out his that's shoe when uh, when uh, uh, Bronny hit a uh, alley oop dunk. That's any dad. Exactly. And they got to think about LeBron. He didn't have a dad, yo. Like, Correct. Growing up, yo. So like now he's like he's like he's. 
basically yeah. being like an idol that he didn't have. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how that can be bad in any I mean, way. Yeah. No, nah, but people was really... What's the guy that's on... Shoot, Jason Whitlock, Whitelock or Whitlock. something? Whitlock. Whitlock. Yeah, he was mad. Cool. Whitlock always mad. I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah. He, mad, he mad about everything. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, he mad about everything. Everybody yeah. call him a coon. Yeah. They say they're so quick. Yeah, cool. Yeah. He'll support something really good, and all of a sudden, he say do something I, like he that. He did support Melo recently. Yeah, he so did. I mean, he threw me off. I was like, okay. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm mad Melo had to get on there and start begging for a job, though. Yeah. That's so that's, I, that's I, all these teams, nobody, I can make a 15-man roster. Like, damn, yeah, that's Politics, disgraceful. As my man said. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that was my that was my answer to the view for that. What right. you got, Mel? Along the hoop, I know uh, we all like uh, pick up pick up ball players, right? Yeah, I know we like play hoop a little bit. You hoop? Eh? I know Maul do. I'm a fast carry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fast carry. Yeah, metal world obese. What's the worst? What's worse than heartbreak? Somebody says when you hear "let them shoot" when the ball in your oh, hands. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That shit. That shit hurt. That, that happens to me a lot. But, but, I, but I, <laughs> I like that though, because I start hitting the shit. They're like, oh, "All right." See so, me, I knew my role. I knew I was never a shooter. Oh, what was your role? I'm gonna play defense. Oh, you didn't pull the boys. I'm gonna play defense. He the foul nigga. Yeah, okay. He a foul nigga. Any nigga that start off with your arm a defensive nigga. He's Patrick Bell before Patrick Bell. Yeah, he let my head close somebody coming through the lane. Yeah, first team all defense. Yeah, come through the lane if you want to. Yeah, two three points. That's it. Two three points. Don't say two three points. See me, yo, my 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 hoop sessions are weird. I'm all to tell you, yo, I'm like either on or I'm off. It's no in between with me. Middle like, of the road. I can, I, if I'm on, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a hit, I'm a hit jumpers in your face all day. Oh. If I'm off, I'm not making nothing, not even layups. <laughs> yeah, I'm like horrible. You gotta be the hustle player at that yeah. point. You just gotta run up the court well, faster. I, I just hate when Mel stick play defense on me because yeah. he don't give me no breathing space. Yo. Nope. Okay, well I'm at half court. All you wanna do is shoot. Give me half see, you line. sound like me, but I know my role. You don't sound like you knew. You know that's you know the you know. see. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's no, why I'm mellow he, out here yeah, like that. They yeah. don't know his he's role. A, he's like a Draymond, Joe. Yeah, I am. I know my role. Man. <laughs> I, Hold I, on. I, what? He's like a, no. He's like a Draymond for real. Like okay. Melvin would be like the tallest person on our team, so they put him on the tallest person on the next team. Get fried. You the tallest person on the team? So, if I am, yeah. if I am the tallest person, I got, so my body <laughs> type. Yeah. yeah. Hold up. No time out. No time out. He's like a Draymond for real. No, what he's trying to say is, yo, if we. I'm always I'm I'm a weird I'm a weird body I'm a weird body type right so I'm 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 kind of tall I'm not tall but I'm kind of tall but I'm not I'm big but I'm not big he's not so I'm either he's not fast enough to stick the point guard so right so sometimes sometimes they put me on a point guard and I'm getting fried or sometimes they put me on somebody that's like six five and I'm getting fried so it's like (laughs) I just got I had to learn how to play each kind of role and just play the best I can and you know what I'm saying and that's why I just I when I y'all want to see when I can I can. I, I just keep, I just keep, keep, keep paint. Paint. come watch me anytime. I just keep niggas out the paint. Oh, you just clear yeah. the paint? Yeah, right. get out the paint. Right. You got answers to the view? You ain't think about it. See, you, every, about every time niggas say they think about something, I ain't think about hey, it. Man, I, 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 I was like, started getting engaged with y'all conversations. I like how answers to the view. That's, that's a good thing for you. That's a come you up know? for you. Engage you know, more. So, yeah. Engage more. How did you feel about the LeBron thing? Him with his kid? Yeah. I thought it was a good thing. Like, how can you be mad at something, like, especially a black man supporting his kid? Like, I think this, him, I actually like him more as a, a human than probably a ball player. Because I was, I'm a little anti-LeBron because of. You're a Kobe fan? No, nah, no. Nah, when him and Melo was kind of coming out around the same time. Okay. So, I was pro-Melo. I like Melo. No, I was a Kobe fan, but I never yeah, thought. That, I, yeah, I knew that was what. Yeah, LeBron wasn't Kobe really. Kobe fans never like LeBron. Yeah, yeah, I ain't really. I was <laughs> yeah, LeBron. Right. But as no, a businessman, as a father, like I, you, you can't, you can't deny what he's done. So like, and he did make that move to uh, get, you know, position himself. But like, who wouldn't? Yeah. So I don't understand why people be mad at that. But, Mar, you, you want me to go into the top? You don't got it, show? Yeah, you got. It. You got it. Oh, <laughs> keep, and keep, you got keep, anything you want? Yeah. Um, not to 
something really like yeah. exciting. I, I, have you guys been watching the um the TBT? I've been watching a little bit of. It. I what's, saw a couple what's your of clips thoughts on that. I think it's like a news. So basically, oh yeah, about to say I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So like basically, they have like teams from all over the country that are, they they have a tournament and you win three on three. The three, the big oh. three, oh. Five, not the big three. Big That's three, five. That's five. That's okay, team. but it's five on five. But it's a lot of guys who like play college ball, play mm-hmm. in the league. Some and they, the the winning team wins two million dollars. Oh shit! So each player's getting like one hundred twenty or more. They got like legit coaches. They got a GM, and even now yeah. like. Athletes of like Demarcus Cousins has a team, Chris Paul has a team, so it's like really growing real heavy. It's an annual thing. Uh, I ain't know that. That's a nice little summer coming. I'm intrigued though. (laughs) I'm intrigued. A lot of money to be made out here. I don't know if y'all was (laughs) watching. No, I watched that. I like that and a big three. I think it's just like anything that can have like because there's a lot of people that are nice. Yeah. That that just couldn't make the league, but it's still better than. Many of us like, but it's just nowhere for them to go. Most of us, yeah, most of us. Yeah, but um, no, I like it. I like it a lot. It's like a very good entrepreneur. I think somebody was it's brilliant. And two million dollars for the money they're making, they that's that two million dollars is nothing. Is that something you would think about making in two weeks? Is that that something you would think about like grabbing a team when you get to into that position? That's something I would definitely. I'm I'm putting I got it on my radar already. Okay, they had it in Baltimore about two three years. At Coppin, I think. Yeah, but at that point the pot was only a million dollars, so it's went up because. I guess the interest it's is growing in more the celebrities, the athletes are getting more involved. So hype might pop might be three million next year. So yeah. the, in a big three, I like that because it's just like it's it's entertaining though. Oh, it's very yeah. entertaining. That's what I like about it. That pulled like, me in because I you see like some of the older players that you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You yeah, know what yeah. they was doing, but then they come out, you said like that nigga still who right, where he I'm at, yo? That nigga Katina Mobley, yo, still can ball. putting up numbers. Still can ball. And he having fun. They're not yeah, even like, like yeah, they're not even serious. They're yeah. just joking around for real. Yeah, I was trying to go to that in Chicago, but it just didn't work out. But the big three and actually the TBT is actually, what's it that? TBT's the championship is the six mm-hmm. in Chicago. And the big three was the game was like the fourth in Chicago. So I was just oh, trying, for real? trying to right. double down and go to both, but it just didn't work out as far as traveling around. Speaking of mm-hmm. that, like Ice Cube, we talking about a lot, a lot of this podcast, we're talking about like business and just like kind of that business mindset. So Ice Cube has always been a guy like, Definitely. Ahead of his time, like even with the Fridays. Now I don't like looking back. <laughs> yo, his residual checks on those movies alone is probably just like it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And he was ahead of his time. He was writing music. He was always into the business. And I mean, that's why the group broke up because right. he found like he was getting screwed over. Yeah. But as far as business and black business, um, what are some of the black businesses you support here I in Baltimore? Support. Yeah, here in Baltimore especially. Man, see. You talk to me. Most of my friends, I'm all black everything. Okay. So hey. when we go into a place, I'm like, is it black on? That's like the first question. I <laughs> are, you, are you that guy? Yeah. That's <laughs> what's up, though. Yeah, that's now, what's... now I drink Duce. I don't drink right. Hennessy because it's black on. That's just stupid. We got something for everything. I like that, though. But um, as far as the businesses here, uh, I would say definitely homemade is a big one. Big one. Um, as far as like uh, flight. I'm a, flight, I, I'm a big foodie, good. so I can throw you. I can throw you all the food. Okay. Out of bees, Out of bees, crazy. Get it in. My, my, my I go to all that. Uh, <laughs> she said my stomach is listening. Taste <laughs> this. I go taste this. I go to Terra. Taste this is dope. And they about to open up another spot. Yep. Yeah. yep. So yeah. we, we, we're flourishing. I mean, even like my most of my clothes that I wear, outside of you know you got the local, you got the Huey brands and things of that nature. Um, Angel Park Boutique. Yeah, I've been I've been there before. And I get like my suits and stuff done. I go to different regard. Uh, okay. Tell no Howard. So up. everything is they all, custom. Yeah, they do custom suits. They do custom. Howard, I need that. They need do everything enough. except for jeans. So you can get a shirt made, a polo, Dang. everything. So I mean, it's like we can keep it all, all in the house. 
I was about to say the generational wealth. That's something we talked about on this podcast before. It's just like how can we? My title use it too, by the way. Your ti- oh, your title. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all black, everything. I, yeah. can't. <laughs> I can't do the title. Hey, they see, drip see, down Adidas do right now. Do it for the culture. Do it for the culture, man. Yeah, I can't do the title. It's too many. It's too much stuff missing when you go on that app. You like, whoa. Hey. I yeah. don't believe that, but that's that's the iPhone stuff. That's the that's the Apple that's the Apple brainwash they got. I mean, all the exclusives come out in a week. That's we'll be all right. We'll wait now. for it. <laughs> Spotify is not brand specific. Yeah. No, nah, title man, title is cool because it gives you exclusive content. Um, it gives you a lot of access. I feel like to certain uh, artists. Only person that didn't really have at one point was probably Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. But if they'd have had Drake, they'd have probably had every big artist as far yeah. as hip hop goes and hip hop number one genre so so it sounds like you know as a when you're in business and when you're you look at things through a different lens i'm seeing i'm sure you consume a lot different than the average person so like you're looking at like analytics you go in a restaurant you're like all right what's the profit margin there if this plate costs 20 dollars like that mean they making like they only made it for 10 no less than 10 maybe five so how does that like where did you get that business mind when did you when did that start for you well i think the well one i think when you're an entrepreneur your mind's all like you're always just exploring other ideas and you look at everything as potentially opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say when it started for me, that's a good question. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't, have, I don't know exact date, but I would say um, somewhere rooted in college. Okay. Um, just because I think when I went to college, it just changed my perspective. A lot of different things coming up from Baltimore and going. I went to the University of Maryland. The world was just look very different. I'm yeah. sure. Route one looked different. Yeah. Hold on. So, you, so just talk about that for a second. So you went from where you? What part of Baltimore you grew up in? I'm I'm kind of mutt, but I would say more uh, <laughs> more northeast. Uh, so you went from northeast to University of Maryland. Yeah. And in high school you went to city. Yeah, best high school in Baltimore. Go probably. <laughs> I knew right. I knew it was coming. Yeah. But that's yeah. a huge jump though. Like so that was culture that shock. What's that? He can't be saying oh, that. Oh, he can't. That's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the edit point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yo, 1638. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. They, 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 <laughs> yeah. they, they, they oh, did beat us. They did beat us. Every year. I, I had a pretty good game. All four years. Year. School. That, that's a self. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you just playing for yourself. You, I had a good game. No, I just, I just got to throw something back. All yeah. right. Okay. I just had okay. to pick yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he know if they gave me the ball, man, we the one. What, you was running back? Yeah. Couldn't because we was too good. No, you don't believe that much. What? What y'all said 15 years out and still, uh, yeah. we, still, we still play flag though. Yeah. Oh, okay, I ain't been out there, yeah, but I'm gonna come he, out there. Know, See, here you go. <laughs> I gained a little bit of weight, yo. That's all I got. Let me get that. Let me get it down yeah. a little bit, and I'll be out there. They got, uh, <laughs> but I say your city got nice after those years, I think. Yeah, no, no, nice. They, they, they were, no, after when we left. <laughs> When we left, they was like, I think they was like nine and one. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so. Oh, see, I ain't know that. Okay. I mean, the, the series is tied, so we don't really got to get too much into <laughs> it. Look at all the yeah, facts. That's because I had the 05, 05 and 06 left, yo. Y'all just took over. We, I ain't, we ain't really won since we left. I don't know. Yeah, shout out to 05 and 06 pilots. Them probably city hey. people different, yo. When they get in that bag, yo. <laughs> telling you it's yeah, tied. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to watch, yo. See, he goes to the overall record. I'm just going to the 2001 to 2005. you talking history. You can't spot You can't pick it. Yo. I do. In this case. See? All right. But anyway. Let me go for a minute. I know y'all can go forever. sound like a Trump supporter. I'm going to pick his Yo, he keeps throwing out this Trump supporter shit. I think, he, I think he quietly voted for him. That's why he, he, he needs some support. support. No, nah, I don't think I don't think he I, he, he supports too many black businesses to vote for Trump. Nah, black Trump supporters. 
They, they different though. Yeah, they different. <laughs> Yo, so, so I know is this lady in Hove? What's what's this? Is that Wegmans? I go to and she always uh, yeah. oh, in there with up yeah, America Great again hat on, and huh? she wears it like every time I go she, there. I see this lady. She had a MAGA hat on every time. I'm like, she come here just to wear that MAGA hat. That's why I think she does. She yeah. And which one is the one out Hum Valley? Yeah, the one at uh, Hum Valley, Hum Valley Wegmans. Yeah, I think that's that's wild. How y'all feel about when y'all see people with a MAGA hat on? I want not that shit black off. people. Not that shit off. I feel like they just looking for attention. That that's yeah. kind of because they can't like be educated. Sometimes you gotta give it to them, yeah. Don't even give it to them. Because <laughs> nine trying, times man. out of ten, they're not really gonna be prepared to have like that that conversation. conversation. Mm-hmm. So it ain't even worth it. Anymore. Yeah. Because I do want to ask them. I would like to, but they like you said, they're not gonna be prepared. Like, what do you think? Make what do you think that means? What do you think that statement really means? Like, make America great again. Make America white what? again. That's, that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> what it means, Joe. Joe. Let's go back to the 50s when we were segregated and, you and that everybody hated now. Now? <laughs> um, well, now, too. Yeah, now works, too. <laughs> Ten years ago. <laughs> but, but if you talk about that, and I relate to business, and that's interesting because that was one of the biggest selling points of Trump. It was like he was going to get the businesses popping because his thing was the small businesses, the home, like homegrown companies. Mm-hmm. And you see what he just did with China. A lot of people don't understand how big that's going. <laughs> your Amazon about to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you take the tariffs. But, like, coming from a business perspective... And your overall world outlook, you went from high school, you went to the University of Maryland. What did you see there that was different that made you say, all right, this is a possibility for me? Um, well, one, it just, the culture of Baltimore is just, it's not as welcoming. Mm. So I was com- coming up from walking past, just simply just walking past someone and how they engage with you being in Baltimore. At least it may not be the same now, but back then it was just like you're looking at the person to see if they're going to look at you funny or how they're going to say something to you. As opposed to when I went to Maryland, I was just walking past people and I engaged them. And they was like, how you doing? How's your day? And it was just, it made me realize that, like, my whole approach to certain things, I was looking at them like, why are they so friendly here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with them, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And it threw me off for, right. for quite some time until I just really realized, like, okay, the world is bigger than Baltimore. Um, but also understanding that how do I leverage what I know from Baltimore and that grind to kind of be okay. better, a better person. And engaging those people. So. That's crazy that you <laughs> manners made you defensive. Like, yeah. Uh, oh no, no question. Baltimore makes you. Yeah, you look over your shoulder a lot like more. Somebody asked you how you doing, like especially back then. Like you said, yo, you like uh, why you asking me what I'm, yo, what you what time do, it yo? is always. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 nigga asked you what time it is. If you take your phone out, so you can snip, snatch yeah, out your hand. Yeah. yeah. See, you see, you see the type shit we think about. You, yeah. Yeah. Nigga, I'm good. Nigga, me. It's like, you good? Crazy, yo. But, like, that's that's interesting you said that. Like, for business interactions, that's different because, like, for example, I'm sure you've been in a lot of spaces where it's though you're in business and it's a room full of black people. And you, like, it's certain, you're looking at this person, it's certain codes, like, you can look at them and you're like, oh, all right, I see what time it is. Amongst, like, maybe some of your white peers or colleagues. Because sometimes I think that's the one special gift that we have as black people to walk in some of these spaces and we break it down a lot different. And we kind of can, like, take away from, okay, this person mad. Okay, he's about to do that. And you kind of say when somebody lying, or, like, he bullshitting. Like, how does that help you in business? Kind of knowing you got, now you got two worlds. You got the world where it's the, okay, majority white. You learned a different world. And then you already knew the Baltimore scene and everything like that. How did that help you navigate? So I think in, in business it's key to be able to wear a lot of different hats. So just understand how mm-hmm. to engage in different environments. Now, I will say this. Um, not to talk down to Baltimore, because I, I say it all the time, like being from Baltimore and matriculating, that's like your superpower, right? I think like to be a rose coming from that concrete in which we got so many things 
and lead poisoning and crooked police officers and Mayors. the Let's school, school system and so on and so on and still be able to make it, that speaks a lot to your character and your upbringing. And that struggle, that process should help you to engage in your purpose in some capacity. So I say, like, New York says it, but if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere mm. as it pertains to Baltimore. And I think that it resonates I can, more I can see that. than any other place. Because New York, it's a lot of people, but it's a lot more opportunities. We, we don't have those same opportunities. You literally, you're probably one relationship or one person away from meeting the person that you have to be. Now, you may have to fight for three more people in New York. But here, you ain't need them people that you that you want to ship away probably ain't going to be here anyway. And right. you're going to have to get into the spaces that they're in and so on and so on. So point. I say to say, you can make it here, you can really make it anywhere. And you see it from all the people who leave here and they're flourishing from all these other places that they've gone to. So that Baltimore grid is different. It is. So growing like that Magnapil business, that was your first business, right? It's the first, L- I guess, business owners say my first LLC, my yeah. first, you know, I know the, the swag. So <laughs> <laughs> so your first LLC, Magnapils, like breaking into that market. So talk about what Magnapils is. So a lot of people don't, might not even know what that is. Okay. So I'll tell you the story behind it. And okay. Tell you what. So to provide context, a lot of guys, I think, when did I come up, man? It was like 2013, 2014. Okay. So a lot of guys uh, at that point was wearing boutonnieres, what they would call them, brooches, lapel flowers, lapel pins, per se. Um, I wore them as well. Um, and wearing them, I didn't like certain things about the current products that I was wearing. So to provide context, I would wear a lapel flower, and wearing it, I was poking holes in my, my garments because a lot of them had pins, or the other alternative was a button. And that button, when you're like putting it, which they have like what they call a slit on your mm-hmm. blazer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certain, if you buy something from like H&M or Zara, they might not even have that slit one, so you gotta pay a tailor to put it in. But uh, also with that button that they would sew on the back, it would wither and come off over time. Mm. And I didn't like how I had to like squeeze it to get it in place. I felt like I was damaging the flower while damaging my garment simultaneously. So I said, wow. I like to say, um, I just had to figure out I think a lot of businesses are just stem from like, yo, I wish I had a, something that did X, Y, and Z. And I think Magnapels was that for me. So a functional business. Yeah. So you like you believe in functional businesses. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Um, so that, that product stemmed from a, a being a solution to a problem for me. Okay. Um, and that solution was I, me not liking stabbing holes in my suits. Right? <laughs> Very um, simple. And I was like, what, what is a better alternative? And I looked into magnets. So I either named Magnapel, Magnetic Lapel Flower. Um, I just started experimenting with some samples and some prototypes and then started like polling like stylists or people who worked at like Nordstrom's and like hey what's your thoughts on this do you feel like if, if I had this alternative you would like that better and so on and so on got some ambassadors to kind of be ambassadors for our product and the brand kind of started from there and then at that point it was just it's just grind so when you say grind, what do you, you had to like? You had to probably knock down some doors, like you said, from Baltimore. It's not like you in a, a fashion hub, yeah. So so it's not like they was like, oh yeah, just bring it over here to uh, Neiman's. <laughs> it was like, facts, yeah. Facts, facts. So, so what you do there? I just want to know what you did. So I think for me, at least for business, I think first most entrepreneurs tell you to kind of own your region first. Mm. So I definitely wanted to figure out who was here that I can connect with. I I made a mention of getting my seats from different regard, right? So those were that they were the very first retailer that carried my products. They had recently just opened downtown on Howard Street, and part of that opening, I went in there and I was there with some other young brothers, and I was asking them like, "Yo, do y'all carry the lapel flowers? Because you want to be able to provide something 
that they aren't currently offering. Mm-hmm. You don't want to try to force yourself right. in there. So they, they were my very first retailer, and once they, I found they didn't, and we just kind of connected with them, did some pop-ups. And then I started to branch off and to some other locations in Baltimore and Christopher Schaefer, Angel Park Boutique. And then I have New York. Uh, Spark. So I got New York with Harlem Haberdashery, got Atlanta. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting some. I got National Harbor now, um, yeah. and Miguel Wilson, they have a spot in Atlanta as well, so I have Atlanta and National Harbor. And so from that, it was just like grind, reach out to, now granted, again, I'm looking at, because I tried to do some of the department stores and stuff like that as well, and that was like the ultimate goal, um, in which I connected with some buyers, try to figure out what it, but it's, it's like such a game and also politics as it pertains to that, which I just learned. Is it know? like a lot of just like, they... What, what you mean, what's the game? What you mean, what you mean by so that? So part of, part of it is like, a lot of the stuff they selection, so like those items at trade shows. But even at those trade shows, um, the amount of buy-in just to get in one, you probably got thousands of dollars that you have to pay just to be a vendor. Sure. Outside of being a vendor, you're going to have to pay to have your booth set up so that it's presentable for people that actually want to come in your booth because you're competing with major brands. So Tommy Hilfiger may have, I went to <laughs> some gymboree, had like a trampoline with a basketball. <laughs> you know? you, and I'm not that? even exaggerating. Yeah. Like, so wow. How do you compete with that? And yeah. they entice people enough that they, if they don't know your come brand. Over, yeah. So you come, so, so you're saying like, a lot of times these people come to the table with money, like big money, so you can take an L before you make a dollar. Yeah, yeah. and then, then they made your purchasing order. So from that purchasing order, they might not purchase till next season. So oh, you might not even get your money back until shit. a season from there. But your product's out? So they, they may buy your product. So they, they may even, it depends on how you do it. And that's why I was just learning from talking to people. I had never done a trade show, but just talking to people, right. hearing the pros and cons. Like they can, they can sign an invoice or say send us an invoice for something, but they might not necessarily, necessarily buy it at that moment because they're just the buyers there. So they might want to go, go back and talk to some people. They might not necessarily buy the stuff on the spot. They might be prepared because they got to select items for the upcoming seasons. So a lot of times they buy, they buy in collections or in seasons. Mm. So you have to prepare for that as well. So you might not necessarily get your money back. And I learned that from talking to other entrepreneurs like um, Treason. I don't know if y'all know them. Um, they was like a bag toting company. That they okay. partnered with. A lot of people know them because they partnered with uh, Sagamore, Under Armour, I believe, back in the okay. day. Mm. It was like one of their local businesses. But they, they were giving me game on some of the trade shows as well. But it's a lot of stuff that you just don't know. And you got to have those relationships with those buyers. And sometimes that takes outside outside of just being at the trade show, being at those private events, and it's 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 politics, yeah. like the black business. So what are the uh, true crazy. setbacks that you had though? Because I mean, not everything is successful, right? So you, you you I think you've got to a point where you you're known now. But what were the setbacks before you got to the point where you are now? To I mean, what was the point where you was like, damn, do I really want to do this? Oh, what no. does that happen often? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens all the time. Um, I, I mean, it even had some strain in my relationship at one point because my partner at that point was my girlfriend. So uh, and we, we had to come to, like, a realization because she was part of the, the, the key to, to that foundation of building that business of the brand. But even from that, we used to, like, butt heads about stuff like, hey, you going to deliver these products? You going to go to the post office or what? I see I'm right beside you. You ain't going to go. We're good. <laughs> so, so yeah. We butt heads about that sometimes. So that was a setback, I think, at some point in just, like, if we wasn't able to effectively compartmentalize our relationship versus our business. Wow, that's you know big. So that, that was definitely something that we had to learn. And granted, she, at that moment, she just, she removed herself from it because she said she felt like our relationship was more important at that time than uh, the business. And she wasn't able to part, compartmentalize it as, as well as we would have liked. So that was just one setback, I would say, yeah. that kind of came out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just from a time perspective, uh, because I was trying to do and build other things, I believe I was pursuing my MBA at the time. 
Um, I was had my male enterprise. I was kicking off. I kicked them off basically around the same time. So just being able to effectively much. commit to certain things. Too much on your plate right yeah, there. Especially if you don't got the, the if it, if the trainers are already on the tracks and rolling, mm-hmm. you got to land that foundation. So that grind or that grit and traveling, it's it's a lot. And then financially. Uh, that's always that's comes what up. I thought you were going to see <laughs> first, yeah, like some kind of financial. But I mean, the, the mental is a big thing. Though. Your peace it matters when it comes to business, especially yeah. what you understand and what you don't. But um, I would say financially, just the type of strain that it just had on me, as far as that bank account goes, because you want to travel. I talked about <laughs> the, the big shows, but you still have like Congressional Black Caucus, for example, this next Okay. Time. That's a thousand dollars just in the table. Then you got to have enough product on hand to make your money back and then some. And then you're going to have to pay to, to stay somewhere for a couple of days. Right. Granted, that's local, but if there. it's something in D.C. or, if it, I mean, if it's in Houston, I went to Atlanta, did a trade show. You got to pay for travel, all of that stuff. You got to pay for your products to be shipped down right. there. Now, granted, my stuff is small, so I could have compartmentalized it, put it in a suitcase, and been good. But if you have larger items, it's a lot, and it's a big expense. See, it's, all, it's always the details. Like, the ups and downs is like, dang. I got 10 boxes. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds stressful. And say I'm flying Southwest, I only get two yeah. bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like little stuff, it means a lot. Yeah, but that's, that's why I think like it's good to talk to entrepreneurs like that too, so you can hear the downfalls of it. Like Because right. we always hear, we always hear in the, 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 the triumphs. We always hear like yeah. the money that comes from it. We always <laughs> hear about side. everything that comes yeah. from it. Yeah. We never really hear about the, the, the path that took you to get there. Social was a big thing too. Uh, says social. So I'm a big media. My okay. background is like marketing and stuff like that. But pay advertising and under the, the reality of what goes into that. So I had a meeting with Google. Google had like a small business program in which they can give you insight as to if you want to pay for advertising. But they'll also let you know like, okay, you're in this lane. You're in this industry. Here's what this company is paying that's in your same industry to become like one of the top hits or whatever. And once you find out like how much that they're putting into it, they're putting thousands of dollars monthly. Like tens of thousands or hundreds, not even exaggerating, hundreds of thousands of dollars monthly into this. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh, if you want to be in the top certain certain percentage, this is what they paying, this is what you're going to have to pay based off of the keywords that you provided. So that was just like a dose of reality. Like, damn, it's it's a different type of ball game you want to play. Do I I really want to sell flowers that much? (laughs) (laughs) Let me get another bit there. (laughs) And I mean, my play was different too. Another setback that I learned that I'm still figuring out. This is a big thing because Magna Pels, part of the value was the brand and the intellectual property aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So because we were like the only manufacturer of magnetic lapel flowers and boutonniers and things of that nature, um, that was something that I wanted to patent that concept. So we had a pending patent. Mm. We're still pending the patent itself. That's big. But it's loophole. It's contingencies in that depending on how long you sell the product mm-hmm. that you may not necessarily be able to patent and if you sell it for a certain amount of years. So that's something I'm still struggling to deal with and talking to some lawyers about because if I sold it for over a year or over two years, I can't patent it because at that point, supposedly you only could patent new ideas. people know about it? You can only patent new ideas, supposedly. That's part of the concept. I did not know that. So, yeah, if, it, it messed <laughs> me up. When yeah, I'm about to say that. I thought as long as you had proof of that. It's kind of con- like, confusing, man. Yeah. So, like, you, they want you to patent it, but then they say it's pending, and then it's pending How long for so long. Pen? You it's pending for so long. People love so, it. So, and someone, then, someone like, come in and try to steal that. Of course they're going to buy so it. Stuff people can, sometimes people are just keep a pending status. Just to like a scare. Think of it as a scarecrow, a scarecrow tactic, right? Not a scarecrow. Just ain't really going yeah, out, but they ain't. feel just mm-hmm. like, I'm here to scare the birds away. Think of it like that. So they'll just keep that pending. They might renew a pending patent annually. So at least it's showing that. 
as some form of protection as opposed to having nothing at all. True. So that's that's. So how do you get to that final pad? No, that like, can get costly, can it? Yeah. That's very expensive. That that was part of my hesitancy um, as it pertains mm-hmm. to that, um, the intellectual property aspect. Now, just shout out to Maryland and Howard. Um, I did both of them as far as like the the brand itself. So trademarking my name, trademarking my logo. A lot of people don't know that a lot of these colleges, the um, intellectual property offices, offer uh, basically like complimentary work. Mm-hmm. And, oh wow! And like their huh. college professors will kind of walk them through doing a patent for your brand because they need that practical experience. Mm-hmm. So I worked with Howard. I worked with Maryland initially, but I think this it got it didn't work out because the semester was kind of like coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point I was trying to do the patent initially, not the trademark. But I ended up getting my trademark through Howard University and their intellectual uh, property office. Mm-hmm. So shout out to both of them. Yeah. But I say it sounds like you. Be on, you be researching every I do. No, I do. goddamn I day. That's the entrepreneur life. Yes. What is Google this, Google that. Yeah. Hey, man. How many hours of sleep you get, yeah? I, I'm actually getting pretty good hours of sleep now. About six. Six. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. <laughs> no, that that's, is. That's, that's, great. That's, that's Yeah, that's, that's almost eight, so you good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, six, I'm happy with six. I so, talk, I, I did want to ask you, when you was talking, a question came to my head. is like, just in, in business and life, you know, at the foundation the core is always discipline everybody always tell you you gotta go back to being disciplined if you're not disciplined it ain't gonna work you ain't disciplined like your kid your mom when you're a kid they say you gotta be disciplined you gotta wash the dishes fold your clothes and like just those little things as you get older you realize like god dang they're right how does that like if you without that discipline how does that how does your how does business work if you ain't got discipline or why does it affect if you you can't be disciplined automate what you can that's my thoughts so even Mm. like social like if i want to be disciplined and like post consistently on social media or I could just on a Sunday schedule a whole bunch of posts and automate it for the month or whatever so that, that's one way to that's one quicker workaround and I've done it as far as like social as far as content goes mm-hmm. like if I don't have the time to consistently be aware I automate some blogs that I'm sending out or things of that nature also outsource uh, one thing that we also we, we have guest bloggers and stuff like that for our Magna Pels page mm-hmm. um, I have Brandon Bass for this whole I'm not always promoting their promoting force in some capacity. So outsource what you can, automate what you can, and that'll kind of help. I don't want to say hide your flaws. It'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll help a little bit with that lack of discipline, at least as far as the brand awareness goes. I mean, that's the big thing. You got to know your weaknesses as well as your strengths. You guys like, I don't want to spend time doing this, but this is what I'm really good at, and I want to put my eggs in this basket. And I think that's just being a good business person, to, again, is like understanding, like, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm here for. Yeah. You might be like a face-to-face sales. I'm out here getting the invoices. But I'm not really going. I don't feel like sitting behind Instagram all day and commenting on 100 people's pages. Like, so you just got to know what you want to do. Yeah, outsource, get an intern to do it for you. That's what everybody always say. Outsource, <laughs> intern, intern. And people intern. want that on their resume. Resume, resume builders are crazy. Because now it's about and your it, it makes a resume. you a better entrepreneur, too. What's that? Uh, having, like, like me, for me, having the brand ambassadors and all, I'm even exploring interns now. Because you don't want to, if you're a good person, at least, you don't want to waste people's time. So you don't want to have an internal staff, you don't have nothing for those interns to do. So it's gonna make you start to figure out, okay, what can I dele- delegate as responsibilities for the intern, which in turn makes you more, uh, or you, you have more order with your work and how you're doing mm-hmm. things. Um, so it's hard to have staff if you aren't gonna be uh, at least a little bit more organized with those staff. I think bringing the outside perspective into your business is interesting, like with anything, because sometimes you're so close to it, you be like, yo, this is a good idea. And somebody's like, no, nah, that's trash. And you like, 
Oh, for real? Trash. <laughs> I, I thought it was shit. This yeah. shit can't be trash. Like, what you mean it's trash? Yeah. What you mean? It's, it's genius. Yes. Nah, it's not. Somebody did that. And it's kind of like humbles you. How many times? You often get humbled? Uh, yeah, entrepreneur business is going to humble you regardless. Like, right. Unless you just like having complete success in everything that you do. Right. Um, I think, but it's also to the point we talk about, like I said, trust circle. One, don't, I, this is my perspective, don't depend on that family member just because you feel like they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I would try to have like a, we call like accountability partners. Um, hopefully, probably another fellow entrepreneur who's going to be honest but has some degree of success. If they don't have that success, they have at least insight into things that you might not necessarily right. have. Um, so I would just have to say, have that accountability partner and build like that team. No, what they say you're a result of the five people that's closest to you. Mm-hmm. So you want to have five of those, a couple of those five be some entrepreneurs who are pretty relatively successful in okay. their own right. So, so now you you leveled up. You you're in the sports world. Of course, you got your nonprofit too, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to breeze past the nonprofit. Oh, no, it's fine, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever we had to talk. Yeah, about. so like <laughs> you know what I mean. About. The nonprofit work because I have I have a beef with nonprofits. I have like a personal beef. Oh, good. Especially really, stuff. yeah. Especially nonprofits stuff. are trendy. And nonprofits are a lot of times they ain't doing nothing. There's a lot of people you start not. That's fair. Baltimore's a nonprofit city. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. I mean, you have the birds. Like incubators is really hot in Baltimore right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you hear that, particularly after like the Freddie Gray and the riots. I feel like. I guess you're referring to what my friends call poverty pimping, I guess. There you go. Uh, yeah. I like that word. Exactly. There's a lot of it. I get it. It's yeah. almost like the concept people accuse <laughs> the churches of doing. But yeah. see, it's all about how that was about perspective so i put mine to, to perspective like even for my men's group so i used to question like what were we doing as well sometimes because sometimes but it's about what you put value on so a lot of people put value on brick and mortar or you've changed x amount of lives but it's a lot of things that you can value as far as social capital goes that people don't see so for example from our men's network more people have probably benefited from the business relationships and the thousands of dollars that have come out of those meetings that we haven't quantified but has astronomical value that you that you may not know about mm-hmm. or somebody who just comes and like, oh, these are just a bunch of dudes just meeting together ain't really doing nothing, right? And from that, you'll think they're not doing nothing, but from those people who have benefited from those relationships, right. now it's on the nonprofit to somehow quantify that and communicate that's, with that that's what I was about is. to get to like mm-hmm. now now you you don't think you might not see what's going on but something's happening now how do you you get to that point where you can quantify that that's that's a tough I don't know it if is. you have a you it probably is. I don't know if you do have an answer to it but that's that's gonna be that's, that's difficult for these nonprofits because some nonprofits you might think are pointless and they not yeah you never so sometimes a, you don't know the purpose yeah, yeah so I'm saying the purpose is really going to matter and certain things that you I guess you want those those tangible items that you can yeah. see immediately or quantify certain stuff is long-term plays so for even for me i just to put put context so magnet pills for me was like it was a solution to a problem this is like okay we're solving a problem this one is like same thing as it pertains to men i felt like it man wasn't something i wanted to do i just felt like the city needed it i felt like there was a gap that needed to be that void that needed to be filled it wasn't like oh i felt like this was i'm built to do this i grew up it was just something, mm-hmm. something okay i have a problem with something instead of me Focusing on focus on it, I'm gonna create my own. Mm. And from it I just got embraced. Um and that's maybe that's just more the entrepreneur in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like you can keep focusing on the problem or you can provide a solution. Right. And I, for me that's even when I discuss with my friends and even when they call me complaining, I'm like, yo, so what's the solution? You gonna do about it? <laughs> you're gonna be talking <laughs> about the problem, but what's the solution? Right. And sometimes it's black and white, but also 
your time matters too. So how long can I talk to you for the? All right, I'll listen to you for you invented for fifteen minutes. <laughs> now stop wasting my time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about these solutions, and it's direct, but it's healthy. So that is healthy. I think a lot of times, black men holding each other accountable. That's something that's like, I think that's one thing. I think this next our generations is going to do a lot better because we are holding people accountable because now we have we have you know social capital and we have financial capital so we can now say all right cool i can give you a thousand dollars that i think that time is coming i think the future looks really good for that because like your your men your men's group is like all those people are coming together to share ideas like you said even if they don't you know spend a do- give you a dollar to your brand but at the end of the day they knew where they met and that always can go back to you. Mm-hmm. And then when you need a favor or you need something, just like, hey, what's up? And then it makes it easier in that way. Man, and I can say, I, I, I can say I've benefited from it in other ways from a social capital perspective. Right. I've received like awards and recognition. And how, again, those things, how do you leverage those is up to you in some capacity. But I can say, um, that's, I'm not going to say I didn't benefit from it in any capacity because mm-hmm. I have. Um, but as far as like the business relationships and the things that have come out of that, then I think a lot of other people have benefited more. Now, when it comes to my other endeavors, I think men has paid dividends as far as the relationship that I was able to attain, just from the simple fact that I've helped a lot of people progress, whether it be certain people from a political perspective, um, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and I think doing those things just out of the goodness of our organization and the heart and we wanting to see other men progress has inher- indirectly made those people want to see me progress in my That's other dope. endeavors. So. That's dope. So we've been talking. It was pretty serious. This is probably one of the more serious episodes <laughs> I've ever had. No, nah, it's, 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 it's good information. But one thing I was going to say is, like, as an entrepreneur, right, so you you always working. So I, I think I think I believe in the, the same play hard, work hard, play hard. So, oh, no, I'll play. I'll play. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so how do you, like, when do you turn it off? Because how can you ever turn it off? I mean, you can play, but so I'll play. But I, I try to do both. I'm not going to lie. Since I went to summer league. Okay. Uh, for my agency stuff. Oh, how was that? Ago. It was a great opportunity, man. But I'm not going to say I didn't go to Dre's with Migos. With <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I did, for the most part, it was a business trip. And I just mm. think you just got to compartmentalize those things. Okay, here's what I need to get done. You know what I'm saying? I need to meet this scout. I need to meet a certain amount of agents. I need to meet an international scout. Like, identify what are your goals in, those, in, that, in that process. And if you're checking those things off, if you have some time to kind of enjoy yourself, Endure. Now, granted, I do have periods in which I'm just dedicated. Okay, this is a turn up. But nine times out of ten, when I'm traveling with my friends who are business minds, at some point in that trip, we're going to have a conversation about business anyway. Right. Um, so it, it somehow comes back for a circle, but it's not as much a pressured type of environment. So. Yeah. I about to say you can't you can't be near Dreas and everything and not yeah, yeah Vegas man yeah you gotta like you know you gotta, you gotta get strip. out there and yeah you gotta you get gotta, out there gotta handle, handle your business man <laughs> so did somebody had did somebody have a residency or like a residency uh, residency out there I'm not sure I'm not sure time? but I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm sorry I'm not 100 percent sure but I um even and this is how things come full circle just to circle back to Dreas even when I went to the club to Dreas to do I was by myself. So mm. the, one of the, the promoters is like, oh, what you doing here? Just talking to him in the elevator. I'm like, hey, I'm a new agent, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you have clients. You going to have any clients? Come back next time. I show them love. So because in me being an agent, I'm going to be in those spaces all the time. Right. I'm going to have to be in those entertainment spaces, but also know how to compartmentalize it too. So this that was just food for thought. Like even when I was yeah. coming for a turn up, it came into a little bit of a business interaction <laughs> right. that I still reap benefits from it because, again, because I have a lot of different things going on, depending on who I'm talking to, 
that can be a business relationship. So I so say you, you you might have to get table service. Like yeah. you might have to just sit at the oh, table. Oh, ain't no might about it. It's for the business. It's for the business. It's for the business. I'm not at a strip club because clients. I want to be here. Yeah. You know, I had to throw ones. It would look bad if I, know, I just. You I know, know, I got to be a part of the environment. Yeah, <laughs> I got to blend in. I got to blend in. And even even if not, that's the case because a lot of athletes they go to clubs and they they pay to go to these clubs. These right. clubs really should be paying them. Sure. So it's just that's huge. Yeah. They're bringing the people in. Yeah. So yeah. Even if it's something as simple as that. that I about to say, I, agents are important because I was like I talked. We talked about Rich Paul before I got on here. One thing is is maximizing. You know, first and foremost is time. Like athletes' time, their win time window is so small. You think it's long. Like if you think about like a career, like twenty year careers are not often. No. That's no. A, they're rare. I think so, the average of all sports is like five, but I know yeah. really. On, I think football is like less than three. Yeah, three, three to depending four. Depending on what which sport, it, it var- it's some variance in it. So I guess part of age, and tell me if I'm wrong, is also making sure that all right, if we get this twenty million dollar bag, using this twenty million dollar bag to sustain your life after you finish playing. So like, how does do agents go into the financial literacy aspect, or is it like where like how do you what do you want your company to be? So. He's talking about Renaissance Sports Group, by okay. the way. Okay. <laughs> the Renaissance has begun. Let's okay. Um, <laughs> hey, is that but, the slogan? Uh, yeah, slogan? that's that's my. Okay. The Renaissance. Okay. <laughs> I'm throwing it out there too. Shout out to them. Um, I mean y'all. To you. But um, the, let me just make sure. I'm, you said what? What's our role as things like? The yeah. Finance, so like, like you know. You have heard a lot of the terms like million dollar slaves and all of this stuff, and you okay. know nobody's really. It's more than just playing a sport. You you setting up generations of wealth. Potentially, you know, one contract of you know ten ten million dollars, twenty million dollars, thirty million dollars can spawn a generation of wealth for a whole uh, family. I'm glad you said that. Um, so great segue. Uh, that's part of the reason why my uh, even named my agency the Renaissance. Okay. Um, one just I think of some of the things that. When we were most prolific, I think like the Harlem Renaissance of what that Renaissance represents, mm-hmm. but also like what it means to be like a Renaissance man mm-hmm. um, and the diversity, similar like what they have with like that more in the athlete slogan. I think um, with this day and age, that the, what it means to be an athlete is transitioning and get more so that Renaissance athletes, or that's which, what we're trying to pursue. Um, but more importantly, uh, the part of the point of me wanting to be an agent was what you just touched upon. So. I understood one. So when I was at Maryland, I did with this. I had my major was sports management, but it was unique because Maryland did not have a sports management program. So they had this thing called the individual studies program, which I had to pitch to them why I wanted to be that major, and I had to basically create my own curriculum, get like a mentor pitch. Wow. I had to write like a thesis and everything. Oh. But in my thesis, it was talking about the racial disparities as it pertains to the business of sports. So from that, I was able to really see a breakdown into how where a lot, lot of athletes are not transitioning to these managerial roles, even though not a lot of athletes of color yeah, I've, are I've, not I've, transitioning yeah. to these managerial right. roles, even though a lot of these managerial roles are former athletes. So that was something that had resonated with me. On top of that, mind you, I already had wanted to be an agent, but it just hit home and just kind of put a little bit more drive into me. Then I really started to think about, like we, we joke when we play, but think about what really creates more millionaires with people of color annually. It's sports. Mm-hmm. So if you think about like football or basketball, the amount of like black men and millionaires that become millionaires annually through that sport, and if you could really tap into them and hone into them to kind of get them to buy black, right, um, mm-hmm. or pour into that community, <laughs> right. think about how generationally that could have an impact. 
Um, and even you see it now with what LeBron is doing right. um, and how he's had an impact. LeBron with the Cleveland, he changed that whole economy, right? <laughs> um, that's just the reality yeah, of what, what, what happened. Did. But not to doubt, downplay any other race, but this is what a lot of other races do who are agents. They'll send you to their other their peer who's an attorney, their peer who's a tailor, their peer who's a real estate agent, and so on and so on. That tends to look like them, and that's not us. Um, I'm not going to say any particular race, but that's just the reality of it. Mm. So if we were to kind of have that foothold to do those same things, right. it creates a, a that cycle of money being in our community and the psyche of the athlete just being more conscious of pouring into the community. I think it's so essential, so essential, and that's who our in some capacity, a lot of our people look up to. Um, so that more than the athlete thing that they're pushing right. or this renaissance athlete thing that I'm about to push, I think it's essential um, to our race and our progression. So I, I always wonder about, right, you got the most of the most of these kids we talking about becoming millionaires are coming from the slums, coming from the trap, right, coming from places where they didn't have money, their parents didn't have money, they just had to, like, scrap to survive, you know what I'm saying? So how do you really – instill instill that into them knowing because that, i think that's the big biggest problem like when they become millionaires they like i haven't had i haven't had cars i haven't had jewelry i haven't had Money. houses i haven't had i haven't had anything so i'm trying to get everything that i haven't had in my uh mm-hmm. thing like how, how what is your what is your process of think to try to get them to understand that you, you should kind of give back you should buy black try to, you know what i'm saying it, it might be a hard uh, question but it's it's not. I mean, it's just it's just, for me. I think you gotta lead by example, and it's just speak to who you are, um, and that's just gonna speak to who I am as far as the agent. And I'm just gonna be very straightforward and direct. Secondly, to your earlier question, mm. agents aren't licensed to necessarily talk about financial investments. So you have to be a cert- certified financial advisor. Okay. I know some certain um, agents leagues. You have to get certified th- through those leagues. Just as, as you be, just like you have to be certified to be an agent for a league as well. So if you're going to be dealing with their players and their, the unions, they feel like if you're going to be dealing with their players, you need to get certified through them because they're dealing with a different type of amount of money. Okay. And they even do background checks on us. So they look at like our criminal history, our credit, and financial history because they, even though you aren't the financial advisor, you're still going to be helping, influencing them. As yeah, a millions of dollars. Of yeah. So to, you know, going back to uh, Melvin's question about just how do we get them to change the psyche, I think you – one, I think at least I'm biased now – the NBPA does a lot as far as programming and what they're doing as far as helping their players even transition to life after uh, basketball. They have programs in which they help them, like, you want to be an analyst. They have entrepreneurship programs. They recently just did something with NASA. Like, they're cool. doing, like, some really good things, That's but big. they're a player first league, too. So um, I think don't be – I would say try to get them as involved with the players' union initiatives that they have going on. But secondly, just exposing them. So I know I'm starting to see a lot, of, a lot of agents do this, and I'm definitely going to do this as well with my agency. Is they have like retreats, summits, things of that nature, in which they'll have entrepreneurs come talk to them, share their stories, share their thoughts, share their experiences. So you're hearing from other black men about the successes, and then That's from good, that, yeah. they have like they they could be a mentor to you. You can learn from them. If you wanna you wanna work with me for a summer or during your off season while you're training, and you just wanna learn a little more. That's how you kind of plant those seeds through direct experience. So it's ways to do it without just like making them sit in a classroom. Um, but that's, that just doesn't work, especially when they're grown men and they can buy and do anything that they want to do at that, right. at that that's, point. Yeah, that's, so. that's a different <laughs> type of convincing. It's like, yo, I can be across the country right now yeah. or the world. That, that's why I said that has to be a tough you gotta, aspect of it. You got to just figure it. out the point of connecting, what connects, what resonates with them. 
and maybe you just do a retreat in the Bahamas or something. Like, oh, y'all, <laughs> y'all want to go to Bahamas? Oh, but by the way, we're going to do brunch. And before we go out and, and do an excursion, we're going to have these sessions. And it could just be like, it could be mental mental health stuff. It don't necessarily have to yeah, be business-related yeah. stuff. Something. All of those things, I think, are, are kind of essential. So, And that's how you, that's how I, at least I would go about doing it. So, so question. So I know you're familiar with the show Ballers. Yeah. So like like how like do you think balls. like like yeah like how you think like the stigma or how like they depict like the black agent and like the black athletes on that show well, affect uh how you are now like in real life like being like a real life agent? One, it's no black agents on ballers by the way. Uh, the Rock is no, a, a financial advisor. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that is. He is a financial sure. advisor. Yeah. You're right. You're um, right. So the black aid, the the white, the white guy, uh, I think his name is Sean. Like the dark, got the slick back hair. Yeah. yeah. He's the one that's the agent. Okay. Um, but I just, I, it's commercialized, like, mm, like yeah. most yeah, things. Sure. So I think it's some truth in some of the things that they're presenting, mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure they live wild lives. Like y'all. Are, Y'all in fraternities, I'm pretty sure some it's been some crazy. Some crazy frat parties that, you, that y'all have been to just like yeah, the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the Kai D, yo, See, don't bring, that don't bring crazy. Into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your fish fries be wild. But I'm just saying, like disgusting I mean, dogs. <laughs> everybody everybody has those moments. Okay. They, I just think that they kind of glorify those things a little bit more for mm-hmm. entertainment purposes. But I think it gives good insight into not just the business, but the life outside of Personally, it when you're dealing yeah. with, like, your family, things of that nature. But it also touches upon, like, some of them guys trying to branch off doing investments. So mm-hmm. I think was investing into them. Um, but uh, while also it talks about some of the little shady behind the yeah. scenes. It, I think it's a good entertaining show. I like it. Yeah, I wish, I, it, was, that's one of my I wish it was more than 30 minutes. It was an hour. It blows shows. me every time yeah. I watch HBO, it. They, they, over they try to get over with that. But, yeah. Uh, the show, yeah, they do that with Insecure, too. It pisses me yeah, off, yeah. too. <laughs> they had another show. I think it was on Esquire. It's called The Agent. Um, it was like a whole season and then really like mm-hmm. follow agents in their journeys and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to get a little bit more insight into it, I don't know if they had like a second or third season. Mm-hmm. I know it's at least one, maybe two. Um, but that's a good one as well. People just wanted to understand the process a little bit more. Then those are NFL right. guys. It's a different world with NFL, yeah. NBA, and yeah. so on. Mm-hmm. Well, still good, good information. So uh, we talked about the fraternity life a little bit, right? And I know before we got on the <laughs> mic, we were talking about <laughs> how. Uh, so you, you're a Q, and you said how mostly most uh, most of the agents are Qs. Like, how do you think that plays in part into? Agents, easy cues run the world. Okay, um, I knew he was gonna say that. Right. I knew he was gonna say that. And they don't, guys. All right. At, at point fifty six. <laughs> another other point. Yeah, yeah. Right Listen, man. Most of the the best entrepreneurs in the world probably didn't have high GPA. So that's that's what matters to y'all. You, you, you graduated. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, most of the best entrepreneurs in the world didn't graduate either. I'm just saying. But uh, most of that's the best. A great, that's a great point for cues. I'm just saying. If you want to make that point, okay. Y'all but y'all do got some pretty pivotal cues though, like Steve oh, no. Harvey Q. No, we have some. We have some really, really outside of the team. He has a lot of athletes. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't dispute that. Space. Yeah, I don't, I don't dispute that. Space. Shout out to the Alphas though for uh, my man who gave away that money to Morehouse. Okay. Yeah, that was that was dope. <laughs> He's not an Alpha. <laughs> You talking about who? You, oh, you talking about the uh, yeah, yeah, uh, the, the billionaire? I thought you was talking about something else. Oh, uh, he was right. He on defense. See, he on oh, defense. I was on defense. defense. <laughs> Damn, man, I was. No, I was trying to show some Greek unity. No, yeah. I'm gonna show you that. No, no, no that was. He was. Unbelievable. Really, I'm sorry. We're just gonna talk about the. You kids. know what's I funny? Talk about funny more. story about that, right? <laughs> so I was in a barber shop. My barber, his homeboy. It was actually one of the recipients. He just graduated from Morehouse. He was like, "Yeah, we. He, I'm one of the ones that you can pay all my loans off." That's crazy. I'm, I said, "Did you get your money yet?" Like he said, they already got talks. It's like papers are going on. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they really about to do that. 
I mean, dude yeah. is like the richest like black man yeah. in the world. That is a yeah. huge. I mean, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah. I think did they uh, they said a number of how much he had to pay to get everybody student loans. Yeah, that number was ridiculously high for. But that's a whole nother problem. Yeah. I know it's not for him. I'm just talking about <laughs> the problem with student loans <laughs> in general. Nice write off. But um, I got that's my whole nother. I can get into a whole yeah. nother spell yeah. about student loans. That, that should have been the off topic. <laughs> no, we're about to go there. Yeah. I was about to say. Because I can pro- go there anytime and get mad. You're probably going to set up a to. non-profit, funnel it all through the non-profit, pay everybody student loan, loan off, write it off. And, oh, my God. He about to get his he, money he back. He's going to get it all back. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 you you think he doing? Yeah. What did you just ask me about the uh, cues in the, the industry? No, because you, you, you said that most of the cues, I mean, hold on. How do you say? A lot of the agents, black agents are cues. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, the provider contact, so... I don't want to. Um, I guess I gotta plug another other agency. But no, shout out to uh, what's his name, Tory Dandy. Okay. He's he's, in, he's a football guy for CAA. Um, he's probably the top African American agent as far as like contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like first round draft picks, obviously CAA is the biggest sports agency in the world. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of like the leader of the, like that football operations. Yeah. Um, so he's really killing it. He's uh, I think he crossed like South Carolina State or something like that. I don't, I don't remember the chapter. Somewhere in South Carolina, I met him at I Conkley. But then you have for football, I mean, for basketball, even you have uh, Jim Tanner. So Jim Tanner has, is called Tandem Sports Marketing. I heard, I heard that. I heard oh, it. Yeah. So he just signed uh, Ja Morant, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. two that's, that's, why, that's why we heard pick up. So, but That's why, yeah. But even <laughs> so, to provide even more context for basketball, so outside of the Q stuff, um, the top five draft picks for the NBA, all of them had uh, agents of color. Nice. Wow. So, nice. like, yeah, that's why I mean, I'm happy to be in the NBA. We, they, they favored a little bit more over there. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I say, yeah, yeah, you got more opportunity. And the NBA is mostly a black league, so yeah. yeah. But accused, I mean, it's a business of relationships and connectivity. So I think in fraternities in general, not yeah, just yeah, the, yeah, sure. Yeah. I know we talking about cues too much, so I had to get that off of there. See, you but fraternity, thing, I am, yo. I do. I'm always like that. Y'all know me on here. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like that. Excuse me. No, but for real, cool fraternities in general. Fraternities Some in general. Some cue made him mad in college. I get it. I get it. I don't know okay, what happened. Here you go. Yeah. Here you can't go. relate. I'm sure I made a cue mad somewhere. Hey, but um. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to open no can of worms. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Okay. No, nah, that shit's in my past. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like, okay. It sounds interesting yeah. now. I forgot what I was about to say. Now, see, I threw you off. No, oh no, no. So I was saying, like, vaginas in general, like, whether you alpha, Q, sigma, the the relationships you build and and the network you come across is just unmatched. I think. Yeah, man, and, I, and I, I've been working, actually, so because I'm certified for the NBA, um, but I still have a guy who's an alpha who I'll probably be working with for the NFL because what we want to do as far as the Renaissance Sports Group goes is manage all sports. Nice. So yeah. I may be managing a client, and he may be doing the contract negotiation aspect of it. Um, uh, Orlando, uh, I think he's, he's called Pyramid Sports as well. Really good brother, though. Um, so I mean, definitely, I'm cool with the. That soccer game. bag is different, and that baseball bag. I'm gonna I tell can. you. I'm gonna tell you what's really coming. <laughs> a lot of people don't know esports. Esports is really. E-sports. So like guys are so put in context. The top you pay YouTubers is video game players. Mm. You know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. so, they're making Highlights millions of dollars videos. playing video games, right? But so they, they agents. Wow. So they, they hopefully they need I'm, some I'm agents. I'm about to say the one kid just won like a, a couple like a couple million dollars uh, playing Fortnite, right? Yep, yep, yep. So they're making money playing Nine these esports old. and God. video games. So stuck with Madden. God, and, damn. See, but see, I was thinking. Well, I'm not gonna tell you about my past life when I used to gamble <laughs> and stuff. Like, but um, I used 
when I was in college, I used to, that's, I used to have money. I used to play Madden for money in college all the time. <laughs> like, makes, makes sense. We all did. But, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but put it in context now, colleges are now having to, like, so Maryland has a Big Ten team in mm. which they have, like, Big Ten tournaments in which these colleges, these kids are competing at tournaments and they're winning money. And they're giving scholarships now um, mm. for esports players. Jeez. So that's really, and a lot of uh, teams, I think the Patriots owners have invested into esports teams. So that's really, that's quietly what's coming next. Like, nice. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. that's, 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 so yeah, it's, it's here. People, people make a lot of money in those to- tournaments. Yeah. Like, even like the Madden tournaments, they be on ESPN. They got their own like, segment. And I mean, the Madden yeah. is small in comparison. I mean, yeah. the Fortnites and yeah, yeah, Fort- yeah, Fortnite, those PUBG. Games, those type of games, yeah. those, that's where the money, that's where mm-hmm. definitely coming in. But those players need branding mm-hmm. and marketing. And I'm not saying all of them are nerdy or anything like that, but. Certain people who just play video games need to kind of, they don't understand that social aspect. So, at least for me, that's what I'm thinking about, the esports. And now casinos have it. I was yeah. just when I was in Vegas, the whole, the casino had, you could play video games for money. Like, in the in the in casino. casino? They had an esports, the whole esports section. Damn. That's what's up. They hosting tournaments, everything. It's crazy. So, man. being an entrepreneur, would you say college is the right decision now? <laughs> I feel like college is what you make it. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like you pay for the, you're going to, at least this, you're going to pay for the, the network, you're going to pay for the prestige, um, but it's all about how you leverage it. So if you're going to go to college and you aren't really going to build into them people, build with those people, then I don't think it's necessarily worth it. Um, I also think it also speaks that you have a certain amount of skill sets that you're pre-qualified for mm-hmm. your position. Now, for instance, to put context in for me, like I went to Maryland, so I'm trying to tap into the alumni association or alumni network. Yeah. I've had conversations with the alumni association. So one thing that I do is I, with my Magnapel stuff, I manufacture um, <clears throat> a Maryland flower with like the Maryland flag yeah, print. Okay. So and in doing that, I want the alumni association to buy my flower for all those tens of thousands of people that are alumni uh, who are premium members and gift it. So that, that's, that's, a, that's a nice purchasing order, tens of thousands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's how at least how I'm going to try to leverage that network or those people that I have. Secondly, one thing I can say is that the people that I coming up from Baltimore, the people that I went to college with, um, most of them are successful in their own right. All mm-hmm. of them may not necessarily be entrepreneurs, but I know a lot of doctors, a lot of lawyers, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and several different entrepreneurs as well. Now I'm biased because I I feel like Maryland is an entrepreneur hub. So Kevin Plank went to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Sesame Street guy went to Maryland. Uh, the Google's guy went to Maryland. Mm-hmm. The dude who does, not Square, but Squarespace went to Maryland. Mm-hmm. And Damn. so I understand, like, you got to understand the network that you have so you can figure out how to leverage it. Um, so, and that's the same thing. I got my MBA for Morgan. Don't think I ain't trying to leverage that either. Right. <laughs> so, There's a lot of big names that went there, too. Yeah, so I'm trying yeah. to leverage both of them. But at the same time, I'm going to try to do that uh, for my agency. So I'm going to try, like, no different from, so Drew Rosenhaus, I think he's with the Miami. Everybody mm-hmm. knows Drew Rosenhaus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But most of his pipeline is University of Miami players. Yep. If oh, you look wow. at the guy Jim Tanner that I mentioned, who signed John Morant, granted he had, like, Ray Allen, Tim Duncan, and a lot of other guys, but most of his guys, the Raymond Feltons and all of them, he went to University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. He had that pipeline at University Damn. of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. So I want to do the same thing with Maryland, um, being an alum, and Morgan. Shoot, I want everybody to come out to HBCUs, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How you how you feel about that? Like say they say a lot. They say if a lot of big names some start to go to these HBCUs, we'll really see a shift. I think it depends think on the sport. Work? Depend, football is too hard. Yeah, I think not to say it can't happen. Yeah, but it's it's hard to compete. It's such like a team sport. 
Mm. So yeah, you can have a a five star wide receiver go there, but if he don't got the, the person quarterback. to throw oh, them the ball and the protect O-line. them and yeah. all that other stuff, you it's a different. Now the key really is the 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 offensive defensive line. That's where the speed varies mm-hmm. as it pertains to like the tiers of football, like the D one, D two, whatever. But basketball, yes, because mm-hmm. you can see you can three, four, five stars go to an HBCU. They gonna still have the option to want to compete against them in the NCAA tournament. They win the MEAC, go to CIAA, and then if they win the MEAC and CIAA, they go to the NCAA. And if they perform well, at that point you change the, the narrative. Mm. Um, so baseball, football, I mean basketball is more realistic one because it takes a lot less people to change the culture. Um, but football, it'll be tough. I say also, um, don't HBCUs got contracts to play like D one schools? Yeah, yeah, but see. It's probably better for basketball because I feel like yeah, if I'm playing what, basketball, for basketball yeah. and your team is good enough and you got a big enough ticket, one more D1 schools are probably going to try to get you on that schedule. Right. Um, so then they're traveling. They, they're competing against that, those, that, that higher tier consistently from a basketball perspective. Football, it's like you, you play your conference and you might get one game at the beginning of the season, but outside of that, you don't really got that opportunity to really prove that mm-hmm. you are at that same tier consistently. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it would be dope concept, but it's just more of an uphill battle. I don't think it can happen, but it would be hard. A lot of talk. money would need to be thrown. Oh, yeah, lot, like a lot, not even like a lot, like <laughs> out of this world amount of money. <laughs> we, got, <laughs> like, like, we got to buy offensive lines pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be dope, man. I, I mean, it used to be so to provide context. When I was at Maryland, I was in that program I told you about. My mentor, um, who was like the one who was like overseeing me in that program, he is the curator of the – Smith, y'all been to the Smithsonian Museum, National Museum of African American History yeah. and Culture? Yes. He curated the whole sports section. Oh, that's a dope oh, wow. section, too. Oh, really? That's <laughs> a great section. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably the but they have a whole thing about how baseball, how in baseball, like particularly how the like integration killed uh, black based the Negro Leagues. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, so we had it before, particularly baseball is like a direct representation of how we were dominating. We had the better talent in the Negro Leagues and just us integrating. Kind of, I don't know if it was that, that white man, ISIS colder notion or whatever, um, but it kind of killed Negro League baseball a lot. So I would push kids to play like baseball <laughs> as a young age. Yeah. That's a that, those guaranteed contracts are yeah. nice too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like baseball. I feel like I don't want to talk too bad as an agent. I feel like the sport is dying a little bit though. Mm, um, really? Yeah, I just think they haven't been able to keep up with one. It's a, it's just a sport that's not as entertaining. Um, it's not as entertaining to watch. Um, they've kind of isolated everything. So you can't even, like, share a lot of their baseball content, like, socially. That's another thing that's a big thing. Um, secondly, um, even if you look at, like, the highest – people, like, think baseball, they got the biggest contracts. But if you look at, like, Forbes did a listing of, like, the highest paid athletes, the top 100, about 30 40% of those top 100 was baseball basketball players. Right. Now, baseball players may have had, like, three of the top ten slots or whatever, soccer, basketball and soccer. But if you're looking at just, like, from the top 100, like, the mm-hmm. overall quantity and the percentage-wise, wise, basketball homes that the most. Um, and if you think about, uh, like, the, the TV rights deals and also the opportunity that they're making off the court, if I had to pick a sport that I want my son to play, it would be basketball. Hmm. Interesting. Because they're going to make just as much money, if not more, and they're going to make more. Well, that's, always, that's a misconception because I think all of I, us at least. Yeah, I thought baseball. Yeah. Well, we always yeah. like baseball and soccer. No, it used to be. Baseball used to be that. Like, I'm not going to say it, used to, it, it wasn't yeah. that. But I think they're on a decline if you look at their viewership. I don't think that their viewership is competing. Even if, and then basketball is growing so much more internationally. Yeah. As far as they got, like, the NBA Africa now, like, all the stuff that they're doing. China, China like, League. The, face of the, the faces of the NBA for most of them haven't even been 
people who were from the United States. Like some of the best players in the league at this point that's true. are not from the United States. That's true. Like mm. as far as the up and coming, up and coming. So that's like basketball is just expanding and growing at a rapid rate. Obviously, football is still king. Um, it's hard to they outside of church they own Sundays. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> like, no, like, really? And and with college football and the interest, it's it's just, it's just so ingrained in our culture. But soccer is growing. The problem is just U.S. is not as big. It's, 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 it's not big, big outside. It's everywhere, outside everywhere else yeah. is up here. Yeah. But wow. Basketball. If I'm picking anything, I'm picking basketball. So last question, I guess. What do you think college athletes should get paid? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm a, I guess I'm pro player. Yeah, because agents, you got yeah, agents yeah. for the college kids. But, but kids that, at that that's point. coming though. Um, so they've been saying that for a while. Is so it really Cali, coming? Cali has just California has just put together a proposed a law in which they're they're basically saying that they're going to pay the, their players will, and they will be able to get funding for their name. So they're not paying them to play, but like any type of endorsements, I think, for their name. That's big. They're, um, and it's went to enough, the. You can get a lot of money off It's just yeah. getting, it's getting voted on right now. But the NCAA threatened them a little bit. And NCAA said if they do that, they'll consider removing California schools from. CA. From the NCAA or oh, participating. California? How many colleges in California? Yeah. But California really could be its own. Yeah, they, they, really they, they, they would be good them with them in Texas. NCAA, like Dang. Probably. You know yeah. what? That actually be a power move. Yeah. All right, cool. We got yeah. it. What yeah. is the truth? And, and it'll make them, then recruits will be more, it's going to give other schools, a, they're going to be at a competitive disadvantage. Because a team, a player, if I'm a five star, I might rather go to play at USC at this point. If I can make money off my and name. And still go to the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And still go to the league. So. <laughs> The, the league doesn't care. Long as they, long as they, we paying you anyway yeah. for three years. Why is the NCAA fighting like that? It's so antiquated. It feels like politics, that. man. You know what I'm saying? I, I know it's politics, but like it's ownership. They want mm. they like, own geez, the control. Yo. Now, even as an agent, like y'all making so much money, man. They we're make... competing with them now. So <laughs> it's a funny story. So we had an we had an agent. We have an annual agent seminar in in New York, and the NCAA came and talked to us. So now they're, they're even proposing to us. They want the agents to be certified. They, they have an agent program that they reach, they're launching now. So they want the agents not only to be certified for the Players Association, but be certified through the NCAA. But it's not like we're going to get grandfathered in. We got, got to, like, pay an added fee, like a $1,500, $2,000 or something like a that. A year, probably? Yeah. And, <laughs> and it, was, it, it, was, it was a get lot. Money. If I disclose it too much, it was, they got a lot of they, the I, agents can't kind of gave them a, a tough time in that meeting. And for the, I'm for sure. The <laughs> yeah, so it was, as it, it should have. Crazy. It was intense. Man, oh, man. The money could be there's enough money out here. Come on. Oh, it's more it's than NCAA is a billion dollar company. Billions. That's what's so. That's what's so ironic to me, man. They make so much money, but don't want to give the players who are actually making the money for them. Right. Any, any of it. And it's I mean, like, I, I'm not even as mad about that, but at least give them the same opportunities that you give other students. So. If you're not gonna pay me to play, at least allow me to make money off my name yeah. or whatever I build. They can't even they don't because they their schedule is so like intense. You don't have time to work because you you, you have workouts job. and everything. It's, it's like a job and you double overtime shifts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's a it's a full type time commitment. And then if I have a social following, you're not even allowing me to kind of make money off of that. I don't think you can sell sneakers or anything that any other college student mm. should be, can can do. And I think at, at a bare minimum. <laughs> At least allow me to do that. If my name is big enough and I can get money off of signing my signature yeah. on an Ohio State sneaker, right? I, why can't I get money off of that? Right. You know what I'm saying like, and I get it. It's 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 blurry because then it's like, well, that's a back with backdoor way to pay the athletes. But it's like, in the meantime, don't let the athletes keep being hindered by that because you guys can't figure out the solution. Right. And a lot of athletes in college don't make it to the league. Well, that is a whole nother beast. 
Yes. So, yes. And that's another reason why I think they should get paid. Yeah. Because yeah. some of them, this is like the pinnacle of probably their earning potential yeah. could be. Yep. Because so, yeah, you do the fact. numbers, I'm sure it's thousands of players playing, thousands and thousands of players playing college, and how many make it to the league? Hundreds. <laughs> and if I, NBA is what, only 400-something? That's what I'm saying. That's it? For the NBA. You know how many but basketball teams there are? Yeah. I think we, it's four thirty-five something. Well, like I just watch March Madness in March. Yeah, just watch that and see how and many players are actually playing. So most of the people you watch <laughs> in March Madness won't make the league. And I mean, <laughs> that's only sixty-four teams. Even for NBA, if you look at like the past couple drafts, the juniors and seniors aren't even getting drafted like that yeah. no more. It's normally like most freshmen. of the first no, I mean, first, first round is freshmen or sophomores. Yeah, like ain't really too many juniors and seniors being drafted. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but and that's probably going to change soon once hopefully. Well, if the NBA goes back to that. I'm saying, aren't they changing? I can't really say that they are officially because they haven't announced it. They're exploring yeah. the option of, but I believe it's going to come back to go, like go NBA back. team oh, coming yeah. out. Yeah, like that. that one and done is probably going to be done at this point. It's going to be just straight out of high school again. That's what I believe. Because it makes no sense. I mean, if you're going to go to the NBA and you don't know you're going to go to you're in college, your mind is there anyway. You're yeah, taking that, dance. Yeah. But that know. only could work for back. Uh, I don't believe it could work for the NFL. No. Yeah. I don't think so. It's a different type of sport. NFL is more physical. The, the, the it just mentally like that as a yeah. man. That you, well, from high school to the NFL game. just yeah. doesn't seem like you. Nah. Can, you can't sustain that because Not going to these grown men playing for their livelihoods. Yeah. He talking nah. people <laughs> different type. He come of, yeah. 18, 19 years old going against thirty. You can really get hurt. Yeah, Liter- yeah. He die. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> College really definitely die. prepares you yeah. for the NFL. Yeah. So. Going but from yeah. high school, say you went you went to Poly. Say so you come poly from to Poly the, to the, the Ravens. Yo, eat yeah. McDonald's after after the game or yo. practice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the What's athletes are better now than what they've been in the yeah. yeah. And so that's a whole nother These thing. high school athletes look like. Did y'all see the kid when he put it under, like, uh, yeah, under, he put it under his yo, leg? Like, he ducked. That, 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 that boggles my mind. These are sick, man. Was he in high school? He, yeah, he's in high school. But the thing is, he was like, physically, you looking at him, he doesn't look, he doesn't look like, impressing at all. He looked like a, like, he looked like a, a, like a toothpick, <laughs> like a hoop. It was in-game, bro. He yeah, was, it was in-game. It was in-game. It wasn't even like under, a dunk contest. Yeah. He was on a fast break and he came down and he puts it under, under his, his leg. Like, like he's sitting like down. Puts it under. Like, oh, not yeah. through his legs. Yeah, yeah. No, no, under. Under. Like he's sitting under down, both legs. Under and brought it up. That was crazy. You know how long yeah. you got to stay in the air for that? Yes. And he's only, he's only like 6'3". Six, six, yeah, six, he's only 6'3", like but he, he had like a cool maybe 175. Yeah. Most. That, was, that blew my mind. I was like, yeah. whenever, whenever an old head tell me like a kid is... The, the athletes are the same. I'm just going to show them that video. Like, nah. nah. Y'all wasn't doing this in high school. Nope. <laughs> like, 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 no. Somebody, somebody in, in our generation no that looking like that wasn't doing no that. No way in hell. The only sport that I didn't want to, I was trying to stop. But the only <laughs> sport sorry. that I think that has gotten slower is track and field, though. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Track and field has de Because if you look at the athletes that used to run, Compared to like the track and field athletes now, or it might not be interest. What about the that track girl? and field? That girl who but you get one offs. But you get one offs. Yeah. But it used to be a lot didn't more. She, didn't she do like the men's speed. record or something? Like say, that? Yeah, 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 she did. Oh, you got Woo. But you know what? Know that. But but if you look at it <laughs> overall, it used to be a bigger thing. But I think more people are leaning towards basketball and football though. But, uh, but they're not they're not wasting their time with like that yeah. because the money is the same. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. But a lot of athletes. Do track and field, but they choose to sport. Yeah, they make more money. You're right. You're right. That makes more sense. And I mean, they got better technology and stuff like yeah. that nowadays. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that plays. It's probably more accurate to you. What's that? Now, like yeah. technology oh, yeah, them, is. Them hand times used to be. Yeah, trash. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like hand times, and we don't know what we was really getting. I knew but. one time I ran. <laughs> I, I knew it wasn't that fast. There you go. This guy said I ran 22. I said I ain't run 22, bro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I said he he messed up. 
I said, I ain't run no 22. He's like, yeah, it's my hand time. I was like, look. I looked at the guy. It was like a coach from another school. This yeah. old stopwatch. I said, Doug. That's what that's you all I had back then. I'm that's only. I know you know. They got infrared, <laughs> infrared signals yeah. and shit like that. Yo, that ain't, yeah. Precise. Yeah. Anyway, that's good. Um, that's another episode of Unsensitive Views. Any last words? Anybody got anything? No, I got nothing. That was a good episode. I, I learned a lot. Appreciate so I, you I coming like through, learning. taking some time yeah, out to come. Yeah. Uh, you know you got a busy schedule. Thank y'all, Kings, for having Thomas me. Time's money. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. yeah. Go Polly. Uh, that's the Go last word. to the good breath. All that. All right. Out. Thank you for listening to Unsolicited Views.